Now in D.C., I'm joined by Kodiak Hill Davis, co-founder of Republican Women for Progress, and by Ome Congo Dibinga, Democratic commentator, both in D.C. Thank you both for joining me uh, this hour. Um, Kodiak, uh, the Democrats, as you know, had hoped for a sweeping blue victory, both uh, for Joe Biden and in the Senate and the House. That's not exactly the way it happened. It seems uh, voters in the U.S. haven't outright rejected Donald Trump, as maybe the Biden campaign would have hoped. You're absolutely right, and thank you so much for having me uh, this evening. Um, Trump, in fact, has gained something like 5 million voters uh, from the 2016 cycle to now. So I, I think that analysis is absolutely correct, that what we potentially have been anticipating as far as a, a replication of the 2018 blue wave certainly has not uh, come to fruition in, in the ways that many may have anticipated. Um, the turnout's been record-breaking, um, and as you noted on the previous segment, um, there's, there's still counts going on, so it's certainly uh, not a race that's finished yet. But um, Trump has definitely picked up some momentum in this in this race. Uh, Omikongo, how do you read that? Because as you know, uh, Democrats were expecting uh, maybe a landslide victory for Joe Biden. Well, I will say first of all, I think we have learned that. These polls are useless. <laughs> and to be quite honest, you know, Trump and Kodiak is right. Trump has picked up support and he got more support from, from black men. He got more support from black women. But we also have to realize that, that Biden is about to receive, if he does indeed win, more votes for president than any president in the history of the United States. So there's also great momentum within the Democratic Party as well. Yes, Florida didn't go as was expected, and there were some other places that were disappointments. But we also have to understand that the Democratic wave, in my opinion, has indeed continued since 2018. And we know a couple of seats were lost in the House. But with more votes being counted, cast for this president, potentially Biden and anybody else, I think that's a good night for, for Democrats. Uh, Kodiak, of course, the uh, president has, to some degree, changed the uh, Republican Party since becoming president. Uh, if he should uh, lose this time around, how do you see the Republican Party moving forward? I'm glad that you asked that. I think what's really notable for me in this cycle is the number of Republican women who won their races. We had a record number of Republican women file to run for federal office. Um, and we've been largely successful, especially in the House. I'm thinking of candidates like Maria Elvira Salazar in Florida 27, who flipped a seat, Stephanie Bice in Oklahoma 5, who've also flipped a seat. So what I'm really excited about is the number of Republican women who decided to run this cycle and were successful. They had party support, they had support of organizations like mine, and they really uh, won the support of the voters. So I'm really excited to see that trend continue. Well, we're certainly happy to see more women in politics regardless. I want to continue this discussion with both of you, Omakonga Dibinga and uh, Kodiak Hill Davis All right after this quick break, a two-minute break, as we keep our eyes on the race and the results coming in from battleground states. Stay with us. Our coverage continues next, and our guests will remain with us.
the Middle East. I-24 News is a witness. Our journalists live and breathe there every day. Get all the latest global news from our studios in Tel Aviv, New York, Washington, and Paris. Anytime, anywhere. Download the I-24 News app, available on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple, and Google stores. I-24 News, see beyond. Zoom in, past the sound bites and beyond the numbers. Zoom in, between the people and into the Middle East conflict. I'm Jeff Smith. Together, we'll zoom in Sunday through Thursday nights, only on I-24 News. Welcome back to I-24 News and our special coverage of the U.S. presidential election. Our guests are still with me, Kodiak Hill-Davis and Omekongo Dibinga, both in Washington, D.C. Thank you both for staying with us. Uh, Omekongo, we had begun to discuss before the break um, uh, what uh, Kodiak told us. More Republican women are uh, now more involved in uh, politics, and that's one uh, positive change, of course. Uh, should Biden win the presidency, that would make Kamala Harris the first female uh, vice president of the United States. Um, talk to us a little bit about how significant that moment is. It, look, in my lifetime, you know, I have two daughters and, and a son, and they've been able to watch the first African-American president be elected and now possibly the first not only female vice president, but black female vice president as well. And this is also an historic moment that regardless of your political affiliation, we should be able to embrace as a society. I know that if it was a, a Republican woman who was uh, who won or a Republican black woman who won, I would embrace that because it's something that my children can see and, inspire, and aspire to. And so I hope that as we work towards coming together, regardless of who wins after this election, we can embrace the, the moments. Kodiak mentioned more women Republicans who are who have been running and as you said it's great to have more women in politics we need more of that and one day we're going to have a women president this is how that process works sometimes not fast enough for everybody but it is part of the process uh, Kodiak, of course, as we remember, during uh, President, uh, former President Barack Obama's second uh, term, he had a lot of trouble with the Senate. The two weren't cooperating with one another. It seems like this might be the case uh, again because uh, Democrats weren't able to flip as many seats as they had hoped. Uh, is there a way moving forward, Kodiak, towards bipartisanship again? I think so, and I think a huge part of that is the Republican women who have won so many House seats. And we've also, it looks like, maybe picked up a Senate seat with Cynthia Lemus in Wyoming. So I do think that there is a way forward for bipartisanship. And I also think it's important to note that our system of government actually fun functions very well when it's divided and we're forced to compromise and we don't have kind of unilateral rule. I think it's really important that 
legislators come together, uh, reach across uh, the aisle, and and work together on the solutions that the American people so desperately need. So what do you think, Koryak, the most important step uh, Biden uh, should take should he, in fact, become the next president? Well, that's a great question. And certainly, if Biden is successful in his path to 270 uh, and becomes the next president, I think the first thing he needs to do is really make the point that he is um, the president for all Americans. I think we're feeling um, some deep divisions uh, in our in our society. And I think a big part of, of how he can be successful is starting to help heal those divisions. I think uh, the hyperpolarization and partisanship isn't helping any of us at this point. And I think uh, he's really well positioned to change the tone and tenor and start to heal some of those divisions. Absolutely. And on that point, Omicongo, uh, of course, Biden, should he win, has to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, racial injustice across the U.S., the economic meltdown uh, as a result of the pandemic. He really has a, a full plate. Absolutely. I think at the same time, though, we shouldn't let Republicans off the hook because there are so many bills that are sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk. And if the Republicans do indeed hold a majority in the Senate, from, from COVID relief to lynching bills to so much police reform bills that that's why they call McConnell the Grim, Grim Reaper, because there's so much legislation that he won't bring up. So, yes, Biden does have the biggest role to play as the president. And maybe his relationship with, with McConnell will be different than Obama because they have a deeper history together. Maybe they'll come together on an infrastructure bill first, you know, just to kind of test the waters out. But there's so much, particularly as it relates to COVID relief and helping poorer communities, that Republicans have sat on. They were more concerned with nominating a Supreme Court justice than helping the people in the final weeks of the election. So they have a great role to play as well in this process of healing and coming together. Certainly. And we're still uh, keeping our eyes on those battleground states to see how it develops. Kodiak Hill Davis and Omega Dibinga, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.